Namaste and welcome everyone. Welcome to our fortnightly author Q&A by Indic Book Club, an initiative of Indic Academy. We celebrate civilizational literature that celebrates Indian civilization. A very warm welcome to you all. Today we have the author of the latest best seller, Kashir. Sahana Vijay Kumar. Sahana is a technology professional. She writes in Kannada and her three novels have been published so far. The second novel, Kashira, having Kashmir as its central theme has been widely acclaimed since its release and has seen five prints to date. Congratulations, uh, Sahana. So in addition to English, Kashira has been published in Hindi and proofreading is currently ongoing for the Marathi version. Her third novel, Avasana, portraying the filial philosophy of Pandharpur, entwined with stark realism of Kamathipur, was released in February 2020 and is now being translated to Marathi. A very warm welcome to you, Sahana. Very glad to have you here. And uh, today we are about to chat about a very important book, uh, about a very important uh, topic of our civilization. And uh, we also have with us Hemant Shantigrama, the translator of Kashira from Kannada to English. Uh, very warm welcome, Hemant. Folks, Hemant Shantigrama is a poet, writer, and translator, apart from being a technology professional, an enterprise architect, and a health tech entrepreneur based in London. He takes a keen interest in history, philosophy, and study of aesthetics. Working in both Kannada and English, he has translated the best-selling Kannada novel Kashira into English in his debut as a writer. So a very warm welcome to you, uh, Hemant and Sahana. Namaste and thank you. Thank you. So at the outset, I would need to thank you both for bringing such a masterpiece of uh, literature to us. Uh, I've been, uh, uh, I'm in the middle of the novel right now, uh, in chapter six or seven, and uh, I was just so unwilling to close it uh, today as I'm reading the book. So congratulations once again. So Sahana, tell us about the story behind Kashira about how the story was conceived and possibly, you know, what was the one or two top driving factors that inspired you to pen this story down? The Kannada came uh, first, right? Correct, correct. The Kannada came first and uh, Kashmir has a very rich cultural as well as political history. So the two key drivers for me were the Neelamata Purana and Kalhana's Rajatarangini. Uh, Neelamata Purana. Purana. Purana is for the cultural history and the political history is very nicely covered in Kalhana's Rajatarangini, Tarangini. the chronicle. Yes, yes. So for Rajatarangini, Kalhana makes use of Neelamata Purana. He takes it as a source, which is very beautiful. And in addition to it, we have Adi Shankaracharya Ji's life yes. where he goes to Kashmir and he uh, takes part in the philosophical discourse yeah. and the Dakshina Dwara is opened. So these are the main figures and uh, in the uh, Rajatarangini, uh, there is this legend uh, which goes as such. 
uh, there was a great lake called Satisar in the Himalayas. It was surrounded by high peaks. And there was a demon, Jalodbhava, uh, residing in it and who used to torment Nagas. And Jalodbhava had got a boon from Brahmadeva. He could not be slain when he was in water. Mm. So what Jalodbhava used to do is come out, uh, create all the nuisance and then go back and hide in the Satisar lake. And this is when all the Nagas go and appeal to their king Nila, who then approaches his father Kashyapa for help. So there is a shloka in Nilamata Purana, Kaha Prajapati Ruddhishtaha Kashyapashtap Prajapati Hi, Tenasau Nirmito Deshaha Kashmirakyo Bhavishyati. The principal overlord of the letter K is Kashyapa, and the land formed by him is Kashmira. And see how beautifully it goes next. Very beautiful. Which means the land from which Sri Hari drained the water come and slain the demon Jalodbhava is now renowned as Kashmir. So it happens such that when Kashyapa is faced with this request, he invokes Brahma, Vishnu and Maheshwara. And it is so sweet of our gods. They are so fond of their devotees. Brahma has already given a boon to Jalodhava. Now he requests Vishnu to get into action. And that is when Vishnu raises the peak. He drains the water. And in that uh, uh, place is where a mandala is created, which is Kashmir. I mean, this is only a legend, but this is so rich, which is very much... Uh, uh, which we can trace with the names of the places. You see the Anantnag, for example. So they all map to the Nagas and the Kashyapas, etc. So these were some of the driving factors for me. And because of mainly the Shankaracharya's visit, I, I definitely felt that there could be a very great philosophical and cultural connect. It's not just a geography. And that's how I pursued so thank you, thank you for that very uh, wonderful and insightful, uh, uh, you know, piece on how Kashmir is important to us. So another uh, thing that struck me, even while reading the very beautiful first chapter of Kashir, uh, where you describe Adi Shankaracharya getting the Sarvagnya title, is. Uh, about the philosophical importance of Kashmir to India. So uh, in a civilization, uh, one is the, you know, there's, a, there's history and yes, there is another, the beautiful Puranic uh, reference that you just elucidated. And then there is a philosophical uh, angle to it. And Adi Shankaracharya is a personality that nobody can, uh, uh, you know, ignore. No, but no Indophile or no Indian can ignore his uh, contribution to uniting India philosophically on the philosophical plane has been like tremendous. So would you like to shed, uh, you know, some more light on the Adish? Because I am, because he's from Kerala, you know, the southernmost tip of India and his connection to Kashmir is such a, such an important uh, point in our uh, 
civilization. So would you like to shed more importance and why did you choose that as the first chapter, the opening chapter? I loved it, by the way. But any reason? Uh... Uh, yeah, because that was uh, that was very clearly stated in his Jivanacharitra uh, that I happened to read. So there were all these other matas, the Shakta, the Sankhya, all the um, other schools of thought which were trying to gain prominence. And Shankaracharya did this throughout. He uh, traced the course of India, the entire expanse, and then he established Advaita. The same was uh, being done there. And in addition, there is a mention that there was nobody that had gone from the south. Now, yeah. this becomes important because if you look at Acharya Abhinavagupta's case, there was a man from Madurai who went and who drew a picture of Abhinavagupta. Right now, the only picture of Abhinavagupta we have is from that reference. A man from the south goes and draws the picture. Mm. So, with this very mention, I mean, it struck me because Kashmir is not something which is far away from us. Geographically, it could be. The current situations might have made it really very tough to reach. But no, we've always had the connect. We had always reached out. And that intrigued me a lot. And that is why it comes as an opening account in the novel. Thank you. Thanks again. Uh, I would love to, uh, you know, read it again and again. Uh, uh, so uh, moving to the next question, uh, what stands out in your writing is the research and rigor that went behind uh, creating the world. So when... Uh, you described the military bunkers. I mean, I could feel that, uh, feel the cold weather, the darkness around and, uh, you know, the bunkers around. So I think uh, also I have to thank Hemanji here for uh, preserving that feel uh, probably because I couldn't read the Kannada edition and, uh, you know, whatever uh, experience I'm deriving is through your translation, Hemanji. So congratulations again. So how, uh, what was your research process? You can take your time and elaborate because uh, this author Q&A is also watched by many aspiring writers, uh, Sahana. So, uh, you know, it would be really, really uh, useful for a lot of viewers uh, right now as well as future sure. viewers when you elaborate on the research. Sure, sure. So uh, Kashmir is a very sensitive subject. We give all the sensitivity to Article 370 only. We give all the sensitivity only to politics. Yep. We do not understand the other psychological aspects. For example, due to the exodus, uh, an entire generation was not born. Families were forced to stay in, say, rooms as big as 5 by 5 or 6 by 6. You'll get that account. There's a couple. Arkik and Sanjeev call. We must have already come across Sanjeev. So uh, I began with Rajatarangini. Rajatarangini is a very beautiful chronicle. There is this uh, great king, Lalita Ditya, who is not even mentioned in our history books. He is equivalent to or more than Ashoka. So this, this was a wonderful book. Okay, I got the political understanding. I got the cultural understanding. I, the story that I had on my mind was Kailash Pandit's family yes. and Bashir Ahmed's family. This is before traveling to Kashmir because I have this habit of uh, studying about a place whenever I travel. I mean, even before I took to writing. Uh, you traveled to Kashmir? Yes, I did. I, I'll come to that. 
so i did all the uh, the main concept i had was let me bring out the conflict the sociological the psychological conflict between two families and all the characters that are going to play there and i got ready with all the other material and uh, i went to kashmir and it was so depressing i met a lot of people and uh, while returning i came to jammu i visited the jagti township there a few families have been uh, rehabilitated the same story so by the time i came back i was in deep despair and uh, i called up uh, dr bhairappa bhairappa sir immediately because i wanted to talk to somebody who could understand everything all the nuances and all the aspects i think i spoke non stop for about 30 minutes i was incoherent and he listened patiently and uh, i told him i've lost the plot i had a plot before i went now i feel that that is only the effect i have not even gone to the cause i have to investigate more on the cause because kailash and bashir are only puppets somebody else is driving the show somebody else is directing so i want to delve into the root cause the reason i'm giving you this is the notion is a novel has to be only a story an emotional story you know it should make you feel all the rasas all that is fine how do you handle a subject like this where you have to blend facts into fiction so at that point i was thinking this cannot be a work of art and i was very honest because i am not a very trained writer this is only my second novel and uh, when i told uh, bhairappa sir that i have lost the plot i don't think i can go ahead with my story because i cannot leave these facts aside there has to i have to probe the cause it will be the administrative failure it has to be a nehru why so many blunders it has to be a patel why he failed or what was his helplessness why did we even let kashmir happen because i had been to that place and i could not uh, take my meals as long as i was there regularly it is so distressing so when i uh, honestly told all this to sir he he just waited for a few seconds he paused he let me calm down and then he said no you be honest to yourself let the truth come out for now don't worry about the form don't worry about, about its literary richness or how artistic it's going to be you just be honest because i honestly don't know whoever has gone there i mean i haven't met anybody who has gone to that place and i myself haven't visited that place so that eased my burden and my research took a different turn so if you look at the bibliography it's towards the end of the novel there are around 69 books that i have listed yes uh, that's a different story i'll come to that later so my research i started uh, getting into all the other books like sardar patel's correspondence it's a wonderful selection of all the letters that patel received and what he responded a copy of each my reminiscences of sardar patel v shankar who was his secretary so many other books islam because the main thing that intrigued was the philosophical difference between our sanatana dharma and this predatory religion islam so i have quoted three books of the life of prophet so the research took a different direction altogether so it's not that you had conceived something initially you stick only to that no it it uh, the scope expanded without me knowing and then i spent a lot of time 
and the end result was after the first version was out readers were so enthused they wanted to know the source so i started getting emails this bibliography wasn't there in the first uh, print and they wanted to know the names of the book i have quoted some it's a part of the technique i've used Yes. and then we had to come up with the bibliography and many have found it uh, very helpful at least that was the uh, gratifying point that all this research ended up you know being a reference material and it was of help to people so all this was involved sure so because i my feeling as i kept reading the book was like uh, you know this is a much needed uh, story that needs to be told and retold and discussed because the subject itself is so not discussed as much as it doesn't get the attention that it is due and the whole discourse around kashmir starts at the you know most wrong point that one could uh, you know start with at a in a global and even in indian scenario there you know this, this is one of the rarest piece of uh, pieces of literature that uh, you know i could find so i hope uh, the viewers uh, are going to order the copies right away and uh, give it a read and uh, review the book uh, on all the portals you could find uh, so uh, interesting that you mm -hmm. mentioned uh, sl bhairappa avaru sahna because he is uh, one of the greatest living legends in the literary scene of india i am a you know big fan probably global uh, uh, scenario also i am a big fan of his uh, sartha which again yes. focused on yes. uh, you know yes. adi shankar acharya again yes so what uh, you know could you elaborate on his influence on your writing because i am finding especially the first chapter i could just myself go back to the world of sartha as i just <laughs> yeah really? yeah he is him or what about his process inspired you or uh, you know made you emulate yeah bhairappa ji is an institution everybody in canada is inspired by him and the extra privilege that we get is we get to read his work in the language he writes so you must be able to imagine i mean the intense emotions which emerge as rasas and the moral values that are upheld in the characters the conflicts in the uh, relationships the psychology it is a very nice it's very nicely given presented in in all his novels and his novels are textbooks uh, for us i mean for anybody who is seriously interested in pursuing literature each of his novels because of the versatility the theme and the effort that he puts in it's not just the research of the books he visits the places also and if you have read parva and sartha you know he can drift to any age seamlessly so uh, i i've been truly blessed because i have uh, been i mean i'm being mentored by him because i am not a student of humanities like most of the authors today i also come from a science background and i did not have the knowledge of the underlying literary principles or aesthetics or even western philosophy or indian i i did not even have an outline when i began it doesn't so, show in the book uh, you know it doesn't at all show that but yeah <laughs> no no it's a happened that i began with columns and after i met sir and i got his guidance i wrote a first novel which was a very contemporary subject the second by the time i began the second i was trying to at least i was making an attempt at learning something sure so 
he has been guiding he himself is an example and therefore i am also trying to get uh, his guidance okay so thank you thanks a lot uh, i have come to envy you sahana for uh, being a mentee of such a great author uh, i know uh, so so coming back to there are questions flowing in uh, so i would try to keep my the rest of my uh, questions short so that we can accommodate and uh, we have to go to heman ji's uh, uh, you know translation experience also so before we move on to uh, those parts what were the i mean i expect that you would have faced a lot of challenge while publishing your original uh, novel or uh, you know even the english translation for that matter because uh, you know given the subject and the perspective i think it's something which many publishers may not want to touch for obvious reasons we won't discuss that in the q and a so uh, so what what was your experience about publishing kashira so no, i have been very fortunate even in this because the publisher is the same as bhairapasar's publisher sahitya bhandara Yeah. they have published avarna in 2007 and they are daring i mean they they won't alter a single syllable so i just gave them the manuscript and they were okay with that the same is the case with garuda i think we need such publishers because in my book i have directly quoted the quran the hadith as much as our shlokas are there so i did not face a challenge at all and all credits to the publishers okay so sahitya bhandara and uh, so let me uh, uh, you know if anybody from sahitya bhandara is watching this program uh, i want to convey my thanks to you guys uh, so such publishers are the need of the day you know to discuss topics that the society itself is has been blinded and has been systematically blindsided uh, if i may say so so before we go to the questions uh, i would also if we have time towards uh, the end we uh, i would love to ask you to read out a part or uh, you know a page or two from the book uh, sahana sure sure so after that uh, so heman ji uh, this is uh, am i right in reading that this is your first translation because it did not feel like that uh, you know the as i kept reading the chapters it felt like an original experience so uh, what about uh, the story uh, uh, say made you resonate so much to create this edition uh himanji you have to unmute yourself yes indeed yes indeed yeah sorry um thank you very much for that comment uh, it 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 totally uh, kind of validates um And, and and puts me out of my insecurity uh, this being my first uh, uh, first piece of work and i don't have uh, any other benchmark to compare my work against and uh, uh, you know if you if you, if you really felt that connect and 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 you could actually visualize the bunker and and all those things i think uh, i think i've done a good job then so that kind of uh, gives me that uh, uh, confidence in my own writing but the but but my role has only been uh being the intermediary between the original and uh the the reader who does not understand the original language so everything that is there in it is basically sahanas and uh, you know i'm only uh, a translator here and uh, um when i began the translation uh, you know basically it was uh, sahana calling people on twitter um asking uh, anybody interested and at that point i had not even read uh, the original kannada novel 
uh, I only knew that it was about Kashmir. And Kashmir as a subject has been something that's, uh, you know, that, that I have been very passionate about, uh, mainly because um, I got interested in, in, in knowing more about Kashmir as a, as a young, um, well, early teens and got drawn into Kashmiri Shaivism and uh, the Shakta traditions and, and, and that's all. And, um, um, and also in my travels, I mean, I, I spent uh, uh, quite a few years in the States uh, working. And uh, one of the uh, uh, person I, 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 I saw as my mentor professionally uh, was, uh, and he's also one of the sharpest minds that I've had fortune uh, of, of working with, was a Kashmiri Pandit and uh, a victim of the genocide. His family had moved out, but he had stayed back in India and uh, worked in India for, for, for quite some time. And then eventually he couldn't, he couldn't just, you know, his family had moved to uh, States. So he, he came back, but one of the best minds that I'd worked with and, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I kind of, you know, uh, it's, been, it's been a while. And in fact, he passed away a couple of years ago, uh, unfortunately. Um, and uh, so Kashmir was something that I felt very passionate about. Um, and also, um, I, I used to be a quite a prolific writer in the uh, early mid '90s, and uh, and then I kind of you know, gave up on writing. Uh, I would do uh, a bit of poetry here and there. I had not taken up writing seriously, and uh, there was some calling, I think, and and it all kind of converged. And when Sahana's uh, uh, tweet and I saw, I, I immediately jumped and said, I, I would like to give it a shot. In fact, I told her that I have not done anything of this sort. I've only written poems. Uh, would you would you like to take a chance? And uh, she gave me three chapters uh, to translate and say, uh, okay, try this, and if it's good, we will we will talk. And uh, looking back at what I did, it, it's laughable because uh, I did not translate. I read the chapters and I wrote what I would have written. <laughs> so basically, I just wrote my version of that. It was not a translation; it was my thing. And. Uh, uh, lucky that Sana did not laugh it off and uh, ask me to take a hike. I mean, uh, she told me that, you know, it needs to be exactly the same as the original. So then I, I, I revised and uh, I picked up on the techniques of translation. And uh, uh, yeah, so, so here we are, the book is a reality now and uh, it is actually connecting uh, people with the actual original intent of that book. So, um, so that's been my, um, my process of, um, uh, being being passionate about the subject into actually taking it up and and, and finishing that project um, uh, into a finished product, which uh, which I think is 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 very timely. It needs to reach a lot more people. This story needs to uh, uh, reach reach everybody in India. So uh, I'm glad that um, I was part of that journey. So so wonderful to know, uh, Hemanji. So translation. Uh, it requires proficiency in both languages. So English, uh, I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. uh, but how did you manage to uh, stay in touch with Kannada? Because literary Kannada, again, is a different uh, ball game compared to the spoken Kannada that I managed to speak with, you know, people around me staying in Bangalore. But literary Kannada has, uh, has its own place and uh, it requires a lot of uh, rigor again to uh, you know uh, read appreciate it and translate it without uh, without the content the original content losing its uh, yeah. weight yeah well i i am a kanadiga and and uh, that cannot change that's that's the uh, the um, firmware that is written you know you cannot change that um, so uh, i think in kannada 
uh, and then translate that to English, even even as I speak. I mean that that ha happens uh, subconsciously to all 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 Indians, I suppose. We think in our mother tongues and uh, uh, articulate with um, uh, with whatever we are, uh, language we are using. Uh, so Kannada is something that uh, comes naturally to me, and also uh, with English, it's not uh, translation is not so much about um, finding the finding sophisticated words to uh, to mean the same it's it's actually about uh, this is something that i kind of learned through the process of uh, doing this because i've uh, I, I i wrote and i rewrote and i rewrote before sending it to uh, sahana for <laughs> saying this is the version um, so it's 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 about understanding the the original and trying to uh, use as simple words as possible to uh, communicate that um, we can uh, you know um, there is there is sophisticated language for the for the for the heck of using sophisticated language, and there is the uh, use of language for the intent of communication. So I'm I'm kind of um, uh, reminded of uh, Shashi Tharoor here. He he uses sophisticated language that uh, probably he and his buddies uh, can understand. He doesn't he doesn't communicate anything, right? The the key thing is that the language needs to be simple, and the language needs to communicate the exact intent. Of the original in 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 the in the in the case of translation, so um, I do have this tendency of uh, overcomplicating uh, uh, using sophisticated words, etc. And uh, and and you know I get this critique uh, on my Kannada poems that uh, this language is 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 probably of uh, the Navodaya period. That's early early twentieth century period. Uh, this is not for today's uh, Kannada readers. That's the that's the critique I get for my work. Um, so uh, it started that way, and uh, you know, I have I myself have revised it multiple times before sending it to Sahana and, and bring it down to uh, a, a level where uh, you know it's not about me, uh, it's not about showing uh, what kind of English I know. It's not about that at all. It is about the story, um, and it is about communicating what the original author intended to communicate to the story. Um, and uh, I think uh, this journey has been quite, um, you know, uh, something that I have matured as a translator as well. well. That's wonderful. I think there are questions coming up for you also, Hemanji. After uh, Sahana, I forgot to ask you one very, very important uh, question. Uh, it's needless to say it's a very sensitive topic that you have chosen. And uh, nuance is one of the most important things, uh, you know, especially in a literary piece like this, it's so important to uh, you know, examine every perspective that you can. And given that Kashmir is so close to us, you know, we are so passionate about it. So how did you balance that, you know, the, on such a tight rope? It's politically a hot topic, which requires you to really, uh, you know, hold everything real tight. And then, you know, it, it's passionately so close to us, so close to our heart that uh, we just want to pour out what we feel. So how did you balance both these aspects? Because that I think shows in the way you portrayed the Bashir family. Yes, yes. So, this, this kind of nuance is rare to see in today's literature. You know, even the literature is so polarized, and sometimes, you know, if I may say, uh, literature from certain corners is so dishonest. 
but this is one of the rare pieces where i'm seeing honesty passion as well as that uh, care to present a nuanced view on everything so how did you manage to uh, you know yeah i, I think yeah i think for any work of art objectivity is very important i am not writing a right wing article here this is a novel and we bring human characters to play with all their colors all the shades have to be there otherwise i am not doing justice to the entire subject there's another example in the uh, novel uh, when these uh, people were sent out after the exodus hordes of people came into jammu and the very hindu brethren there started exploiting them mm-hmm. if the house rents were say around 200 rupees they would charge 1000 bucks and you know uh, they would come and inspect the number of shoes and slippers that were outside the room each day for example if my family had four and i had bargained a deal with you and i was renting that place if my cousin tomorrow comes from kashmir he is thrown off and he has nowhere to go he asks for shelter i am not supposed to allow him because the owner charges more because you have two more people staying with you or just take your luggage and get lost i mean this was what jammu did to kashmir and we have to accept we cannot say we were all great uh, you know idealism was there and we all welcomed with open hearts and minds no that was not the case and there were so many instances of children being beaten up because they were very intelligent kashmiris are very intelligent we have to uh, accept that fact and their children in the schools were beaten harassed their girls were harassed so they underwent a different sort of torment in jammu but the good thing is gradually jammu accepted them i mean that that is what happens in the novel so everything comes in a decent proportion i think for that to happen uh, you have to have that objectivity and you have to not be or get carried away by the emotions because the emotions have to take the form of a rasa otherwise raw emotions when depicted can be one sided as you are rightly saying so throughout the novel you will see such things happening there's bashir's wife who cannot change she tries towards the end she gives a final try i don't want to disclose but i am just because you have observed this i am glad you asked this so there are all the characters do contain this i think uh, that is what i've tried to achieve mainly i have not tried to take the advantage that it's a subdued community you know there was great oppression yes it was all there but what did we do so in chapter 5 if you see the monologue we yes. lost our kshatra why do they cry why did they not think of a strategy so there are many questions we we will want to raise isn't it so that was what i intended to achieve so that's a lot for us to think about as a civilization so very glad you brought in those points in the story yeah sahana so uh, then you know as you were speaking uh, i just got, got this mischievous question rather so is the is this kind of a well rounded thought possible only when we think in our mother tongues because of that the rasa emotion equivalence you know when we try to express something in indic languages the whole shabda artha uh, balance it brings out the balance though we don't have it in thought the word brings out the balance in indic literature and 
uh, is that uh, uh, am i biased in saying that english language uh, somehow fails to bring that out uh, so i want both your uh, responses uh, your response as well as himanji's response uh, uh i'll i'll not give it to the language itself uh, as i swarupa because i have seen people who uh, are hellbent on not changing their views or not being able to look at it holistically not even entertaining the facts which are there i mean we have to be honestly admitting our shortcomings so it's mostly your thought process that has to be trained unless you are trained within of course we all think in our uh, mother tongue at least for me i cannot think anything i can't express myself effectively in english be it spoken or uh, written so but there is a maturity there is a training that is required and that's what i meant when i said initially considering bhairava sir's novels as textbooks will definitely help okay. i if i begin it be, it will become a topic by itself you look at sakshi you look at sartha he is so unbiased he is so objective and it's pure emotions it can go this way it can go that way you just cannot predict so that training comes through reading his novels and this is to be taken seriously by anybody who i think this is the third time i am reiterating because you said this is an author a forum for authors also aspiring authors yes yes so i know uh, we can't emphasize enough on that point uh, Oh, good so heman ji your views on you know thinking in english versus uh, thinking in our mother tongues mm-hmm. i ask this because a lot of books on similar topics which come originally in english i see nuance missing there is either a lot of emotion or a lot of where you know where craft dominates the art that's where dishonesty comes in right craft is good art but art has to be the driving factor in a literary piece so once craft takes predominance uh, i think we are going in a different direction and uh, uh, so what's your view so indeed uh, so that was actually the the biggest insecurity that i had uh, when i when i when i uh, dive deeper into uh, this i mean I, i started off with enthusiasm passion and everything and uh, after reading and rereading the original um that was the biggest insecurity because the original is so uh, impactful uh, that rasa that you mentioned um how do i even do that because i am a kannadiga i think in kannada and then how do i transport that rasa into uh, english and that was my uh, biggest uh, challenge um, as the 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 translator uh, it's a hugely responsible job to be a translator um and uh, to me uh, then i i i figured it out right so um there are there are four um levels of speech let's say chatwari vak vaikari madhyama pashyanti and param and this is at the vaikari level where uh, so for example here i'm producing sound and you are making up the meaning yeah. right so this 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 vaikari it's a conspiracy i'm i'm using a word and you are the maker up of the meaning right so the rasa is not in the word it's not in the language the rasa is in 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 you and all i have to do is provide those clues to unlock that rasa in you uh, so uh, what i did was uh, i i kind of you know um, uh, th- th- there were a couple of days i just stared at the paper um, uh, <laughs> at the original as to where do i do i mean there is one word um, in uh, in the chapter where um, kashmir um, uh, herself 
talks about her and uh, and there's one word ratna prasavi um, it says uh, how do i even translate that into english <laughs> yeah um, so that 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 one chapter that one page i've i've sat for two days just looking at it and at some point i wanted to just throw the book away and go away i mean <laughs> but the point is that's my favorite chapter mantyushri indeed you know that that is that is my favorite chapter also and uh, and <laughs> after i cracked it what chapter is that uh this is uh, chapter 6 i think 5 yeah. 5 5 5 ah ha that one okay okay yeah so um after i cracked it i mean it was such a such a, a cathartic moment for me when i figured out that i don't need to worry about rasa uh, uh of the other person because it's it's the reader's responsibility to create the rasa i don't know what happens in the reader's mind all i need to worry about is giving those clues to unlock that rasa and that is all language uh, language does uh, and uh, that that was a huge burden lifted off me and and uh, in fact uh, that chapter um, uh, working on that uh, that helped me immensely and and realizing that i don't have this burden of uh, of creating that rasa because uh, what i was feeling about the original was my feelings yeah. right so all i had to do was was uh was to give those clues to people to unlock those feelings in 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 them so transporting rasa from one to one is not the responsibility of the words uh the words are only responsible for giving those clues guide them into 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 that space in in their minds where they can unlock those uh, th- that rasa uh, themselves um so that was my uh, experience as a translator oh so nice uh, so sahana before we open the floor uh, for q and a could you quickly uh, read out for us uh, i think let's read out that chapter 5 because there's so much information uh, we uh, no let, let let people uh, read the chapter 5 and find it out for themselves sure. i'll pick something from chapter 20 because this is what this is what happened on the day of uh, exodus 19 january ah 1990 yes so how many minutes do i have to read this out i think we have uh, about uh, 17 minutes so probably you can take 5 to 7 minutes and uh, we okay. we shall focus on the q and a for 10 minutes okay all right father it's gotten dark very early today hasn't it savita pointed out as she settled down to write her diary her discipline tidiness and patience are all like my mother's why do you write your diary i asked i can capture all my thoughts unburdened by prejudice reactions or others opinions i feel calm after writing down do you know you too can give it a try maybe i could have written about the demon tormenting me day in day out don't know why i could not find the resolve to do it i wondered how any young man marrying my daughter who embodied beauty and brains would be really lucky january 19 1990 she wrote thinking out aloud it's bitterly cold outside the snow that fell all day yesterday has given a brief respite today we had complied with girija for an early supper having finished having just finished eating were up to do the dishes suddenly we hear knockings on our door check who it is before opening girija was unnerved i peeked through the window all the families in our lane were there angst writ widely on every face tear marks were visible on the cheeks of a few women 
the children held tightly onto their parents or was it parents holding their children master ji a huge procession is heading this way every muslim here seems to have descended on the streets listen to what they are shouting faintly at first and loudly later thousands of voices are rising in unison azadi ka matlab kya la ilaha illallah what does freedom mean to us there no there is no god but allah pakistan se rishta kya la ilaha illallah what's our bond with pakistan there's no god but allah i proceeded to open the door no no the rage on their faces is scary just hear it through the window that's enough shri ram call held my arm and pulled me back there it is to see at the corner of the window an ocean of people with white kal caps barging into our lane pumping their fists in the air shouting slogans picking up any stone they can find and hurling it at hindu homes shouting almost ripping their throats azadi ka matlab kya la ilaha illallah pakistan se rishta kya la ilaha illallah what is the link between freedom and allah why are they trumpeting this in our lane i was still looking through the window it's even more apparent now there are children elders and middle aged all alike every face has the same look like someone hypnotized them all and set them upon us we were yet to regain our composure from all the slogans just when the loudspeakers in the mosque came to life simultaneously kashmir mein agar rehna hoga allah akbar kehna hoga if you want to stay in kashmir you shall chant allah is great as alimo a kafiro kashmir hamara chhod do or at once o infidel kashmir is ours get lost the place is crowded with mosques all blaring in unison looks like they have recorded these slogans on a cassette they are playing it over and over again we were taken aback the children covered their ears what do we do now turn off the lights first satish suggested the sounds became more ominous in the dark they are rushing into our lane like arrows released from a bow the flames from their torches are lighting up the path just then another scream slammed our ears asri gachhi pakistan batavro soi batne insaan we want a pakistan here without the hindu men but they are women now even the elders are covering their ears i heard some women sobbing too they immediately ran inside let us call the governor's office for help quickly somebody yelled he was the governor of jammu and kashmir in the past too during that tenure since he had contained corruption and executed many development programs everybody has unwavering faith in him as the situation now has run out of control he has been deputed again as the governor and has arrived in jammu today the phone is busy says one try again call him again insists another hang on i'll do it on the one hand the procession is closing in as seconds elapse and slogan sloganeering reaches a crescendo on the other is the cacophony of loudspeakers popping the din and throbbing in our ears are our heartbeats finally we got connected sir is that the governor yes tell me sir please do not cut the call please hear this listen to what they are playing from their mosques the caller held the phone for the governor to hear he blaring a couple of times just then someone else grabbed the phone so please do something right now send the army send the air force otherwise we'll all be dead by the morning before he could finish another one snatched the phone so you are our, our last resort please do something immediately please they are pleading helplessly tears are gushing down the eyes of a few we've never wished anyone ill why this punishment for us oh god 
the questioning heads are looking up to the heavens for response. Some elders have taken refuge in the puja room. I don't feel like pleading with anybody for help. Without Kashyapa's resolution, playing this demon is not possible either. I suddenly noticed something. Where are the ladies? I yelled. Loudspeakers are terrorizing incessantly. Come here and look, said Sri Ram Kaul. The ladies have climbed up onto the attic and lintel in the kitchen. Some are preparing to go, preparing to, go to the top floor. Some have knives in their hands and a few others are carrying petrol and match boxes. If anyone breaks our door and barges in first, first I'll set my daughter on fire and then will burn myself. We will not fall into anybody's hands, Girja said in a resolute voice. Others nodded, indicating their willingness to do the same. None of them is crying. They are ready to brave it. Tears are rolling down the eyes of men who have grown up learning not to cry. We are not sitting here wearing bangles. They must first deal with us before reaching you, assured Satish, who stood by the door with the machete in his hand. Others too stood there, making a weapon of anything they could find. I ran to the window on the top floor. The procession passed our house and went until the end of the lane and is returning. It is now clear to me that we are being warned. I called my brother but was unable to get him on the line. I called a few colleagues. Everywhere it's the same cacophony in the background. Four decades ago, it was outsiders who tried to drive us out. Now it is the insiders that are ready to do it. We must leave, not from one or two towns, but from entire Kashmir. The procession moved from our lane to the main road. The jarring slogans gradually quietened. Loudspeakers didn't. Nobody returned to their homes even after the turbulence had passed. No one slept either. Leaning on the walls and each other, they spent the night waiting for daybreak. The needle of the clock is stuck, fibbed someone. How can you discern the moment if you keep looking at it? Can't you check after some time? It's enough. If somehow this night passes, commented another. Every five minutes or so, somebody or the other was heard repeating the same. At sunrise, everybody dispersed from our house. Within a couple of hours, some seven, eight families were all set to leave Kashmir. We will be back immediately after the crisis. We are taking bare essentials. Seeing off helpless and somber faces, Girija broke down. Us? She turned to me after they left. I am the king of Kashmir. I shall not be intimidated by the guffa of any demon. I shall not desert my kingdom and flee, even if I am drowned in the river with Asta. But it is not as if these rascals will drown me. It's my wife and daughter that they are after. Damn. So, thank you. And uh, it just brought everything before my eyes, uh, Sahna. I think, uh, uh, I think a couple of attendees have the same to say. They say brings the, Rama Kandarpa says brings the, whole scene alive in front of the eyes. So thank you. Thank you both of you for penning this. Uh, so, uh, let me, on that note, let me open the floor for Q&A. Sahana, as a, this is uh, from Hemant Gokhale. This is to Sahana. Please elaborate on your experience in Kashmir. Uh, I cannot el elaborate in the interest of time, but yes, I would want to uh, narrate one incident. I uh, checked in a hotel in Srinagar because the Badgam Chekpura settlement, which I had to go to to meet the pundit, was very far from the city. And I wanted to spend some time in the city. So I checked into a hotel. My friends had arranged. And the manager, I had traveled in the afternoon. 
I think it was late evening when I reached. He offered to take the luggage. My friends left. They were staying nearby. They had very clearly told any any uh, help at any time of the day or night. Just don't hesitate to reach out to us. So this this man he was quite young, and he he I was carrying a small uh, cabin bag, and then he dropped it, and he was like, "You're a woman, and how is it that you have come alone?" Uh, it's okay. I'm I'm a Hindu. In my religion, it, it's permitted. I can uh, travel alone. But what is the point? Why did you even? How did you even dare to come alone? I said, "No, I travel everywhere, and I have I travel overseas. I travel alone. I'm used to." And then he didn't go back. He wanted to understand why I had come, and I had been told not to disclose. So I said, "I have come on an academic visit, you know, just to study the places." And and then the conversation began. He started asking my opinion about Kashmir, my political inclination, and uh, Modi, this government, who had just come. This is in two thousand sixteen. I'm talking about, I guess, sixteen or seventeen. and he at a point I, i had studied so much already i knew the history i started telling him about the accession it got into a debate mode where i said it was a true accession what raja hari singh did they have a different version they think it's not an accession so it lasted for about more than one and a half hours and towards the end he got so furious he just dropped my bag he slammed the door behind him now i was really worried then what should i do should i call my friends why is he angry is he going to come back I mean, a lot of things happened i cannot i cannot now just want to elaborate on that i'm avoiding and i waited there for about 30 minutes that he might come back he didn't come back to me then and then i went to bed and the very next morning he came to me and he apologized he said i'm very sorry i hurt you i should not have done that you were a guest number 1 Number two, you are a woman, so I should not have done that. I asked him which takes precedence, that I'm a woman or a guest. He said no, because you are a guest. I'm apologizing, and in the interest of my business, I'm apologizing. I still disagree with you. I still dislike your viewpoint towards India, but because you are a guest, I am apologizing. So please don't spread this word. His adamance is something I could not. completely comprehend then nor can i do it now he apologized every day so lo- so long as i was there every morning he would apologize and even on the day i was taking out he said i'm very sorry i should not have no matter what i had in my mind i should not have uh, behaved like that with you and i respect my guests probably so, there is some sense of deep guilt within them also which they are not uh, you know able to comprehend which is why uh, you know i'm yeah, just my feeling he did not let me sit for nearly one and a half hours i mean i was i was so tired i was just standing there and he kept arguing and the way he slammed the door it's like oh, something's going to go wrong today itself i thought i'll survive for a few days now what's happening so, and and many a times network would go you know you know we used to plan so many visits and because of curfews all of a sudden stone pelting many times we had to alter our plans it was very interesting and uh, it was very tiring physically as well as psychologically it was very tiring sure so there are a lot of questions i am a little uh, doubtful if we can accommodate all of them so heman ji the questions i'll combine two questions for you uh, uh, hey uh, your name sake with the surname gokhale 
as what are the main things to be taken care while translating a piece like kashira and there's another question uh, from shiv kumar uh, who asked what which was the most difficult part of the book to translate did it have to do with the emotional part of the substance or was there any anything in the complexity of the subject um sure um so i think i think uh, the answer uh, kind of the, the questions kind of um uh gel well together so what are the main things um uh, to take care of while translating a piece like kashira i i don't know uh like kashira or unlike kashira kashira is the only one that i have done so far uh but i think the process of translation is still the same um so my initial um uh, versions of translation uh had a lot of me and less of sahana in them Uh, in that i would read it and the way i interpreted it uh, uh, would 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 get translated uh, but um, um along the way i learned that that is not what is is the ask here the ask here is there is original um uh, and and the original uh, the same connections need to happen in english to the to the uh, uh, the readership of uh, english audience basically so the main thing that you need to know is read reread really really read the original and understand where the original uh, author is coming from so basically that is the one that you need to uh, translate it's not how you understood it in the first read or how it made you feel in the first read um so that is that is something that you need to remain uh, the, the 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 fidelity to the original is the paramount thing that you need to have um uh, for the translate uh, translation to be uh, a good translation if the book itself is bad and 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 the, uh, the you know that is not your responsibility as a translator your your responsibility is not to make a bad book good your responsibility is to uh take a book and make it in, make it the same book in another language mm-hmm. basically um uh, so that is the that is the key thing so read 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 um and um uh, don't uh, don't don't pressure yourself to finish you know uh, take time um because uh, ultimately the finished um, product is the uh, is the, is the key so keep a target keep a target of uh, you know I, i kept myself a target of three pages a day um and i had a um, a dashboard uh, i i did some excel formulas uh, remaining uh, the number of pages remaining etc whenever per day count uh, went up like you know if I, if i had to do more than three i would have a red thing flagging so uh, weekends i would just um, you know block all time out and try to catch up and uh, so so uh, keep a structure um you know start start working when your mind is fresh um that's when that's when your um best creative juices will flow so early mornings if you're a morning person um so have those uh, those targets um and uh, what was the difficult part was it the emotional part or um not emotional i think is is actually quite um, quite uh, easy to translate because you know there there are many words in which you can you can but the difficult part uh, in this was um uh, there are so many untranslatable words like like for example murti mm. um in english it's 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 common to use the word idol but idol is not murti i mean it, it's just not idol is 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 a, is an inanimate thing murti is a live thing for us right so uh, do you retain it as murti uh, that means then the whole book will be uh, too much too many um, sanskrit terms basically 
uh, and uh, at some places the language is is is, is very uh, I, I, I would I would use the word complicated incorrectly. It's not complicated for for a native uh, um, you know people who understand Sanskrit or Sanskritized uh, language, um, but for English it's it's complicated. And and it had to retain that 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 uh, gravity of uh, um, those words, so it's it it was it was more on the technical side uh, that there was difficulty, uh, but um, uh, the 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 emotional uh, parts of the thing, uh, yes, I mean there are many days that I have I've I've cried, uh, you know, there's no shame in admitting that I've I've cried uh, quite a lot of days while 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 translating this because it's it's a very impactful. Uh, story and it needs to be told. Um, it is not, um, uh, you know, there are there are movies that are made uh, on this story which kind of uh, uh, tries to secularize, quote unquote, uh, the whole story, um, and uh, basically that's an insult to, to to the people who have actually gone through that. Um, so uh, to to really know the truth, it's very impactful. And uh, a good cry is always useful. I mean, you, know, you, you do that, you go through that emotion and then, and then get back and, uh, and write. So those parts actually, as a, as a translator, I did, I did quite uh, enjoy those things. Uh, but the difficult part was the, um, the uh, technicalities of uh, translating some uh, untranslatable words. Uh, I didn't want too many of those retained uh, in their original form. So I had to find uh, uh, English words uh, for them and are, are, are coined together, cobbled together English words to uh, import that same meaning. Um, so in hindsight, uh, yeah, it was it was quite enjoyable actually. But uh, while going through that, it it can be uh, frustrating sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the hallmark of journeys, which you know demand our best. So you know we kind of feel it. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, there are many questions, uh, and I'm just asking if uh, if it's okay if we overshoot uh, our time, or uh, or I just want to take one minute, uh, Sahana Hemanji, to uh, you know market Indic Book Club Facebook group. Uh, I would like to invite you both to be a part of that. Uh, I'm sure after this interview, there are going to be vibrant discussions around this book, and it would be so nice if you would uh, be there and answer the queries of other readers over there. So please, everyone viewing this, do join Indic Book Club Facebook group. Uh, uh, do I, can I expect you to be a part of it, uh, Sahna Hemanji? I'm already a part of it. Oh, you're already a part of it. Yes. Oh, very nice, yes. very nice. I, I was not on Facebook for uh, for a really long time, oh. uh, but um, uh, Sahana has convinced me that I need to be on it. So I have just about started. I'm, I'm getting the hang of Facebook. So yes, I will, I will certainly join. We'll, we'll just search you out and send you an invite. Uh, so I hope there will be, uh, so guys, please, join uh, the Facebook group, uh, Indic Book Club is the name. Uh, read Kashira and discuss about it. Uh, uh, you know, we have the authors themselves there to answer your queries. Uh, the, quickly, uh, there's uh, one quick question about the translator in Hindi. Yeah. Uh, who's the translator in Hindi? Uh, Dr. Pradhan Gurudat. Gurudat Ji, yeah, who translates Bhairapa sir's works into Hindi. 
there will be more books more such insightful books coming from you sahana and uh, looking forward for more of your translations from hidden pieces of kannada in kannada language himanji i wish you both all the best uh, and i hope kashir becomes best seller in all the languages uh, there are uh, questions about telugu translation marathi translation i i'm just hoping that everything happens uh, Yeah, just to add, Marathi the proofreading is going on. Mehta publishers have taken it up. Telugu, uh, nobody has come forward, so it's pending. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot, uh, Sahana. Thanks a lot, Hemanji. Thank you, viewers. Uh, do be a part of our vibrant do, uh, book discussions on our Facebook group. Do follow Indic Academy and Indic Book Club in all our social media. handles do follow the authors and keep the discussion on our civilization alive thank you namaste thank you thank you